Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dave's world. Dave's world. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. The part of the show that makes Dermot happy is Dave's world. Isn't that right, Dermot? Oh, yeah. I can't get it up. Uh, okay, so <laughs> concentrate here now for a second. So I want, I want you to use your brains. I want you to use your powers of deduction, okay? Right. There is a TV show. That has a very, it's a very famous TV show. It has a very famous theme tune, but it was supposed to have this. But you got to have friends. The feelings are so strong. You got to have friends. It's Bette Midler, by the way, singing that song. Oh, is it? Uh, but when the producers of the TV show went to get that song, which mm-hmm. they thought would be pretty straightforward, the price was so extreme that they had to just back away from it and not do it and go with something else. So let's see what your guesses are on 87 Peaky Blinders is the suggestion. <laughs> that was supposed to be the original TV theme tune. No. Uh, Big Bang Theory or Friends. A lot of people guessing Friends, obviously, because of the lyric. No, it wasn't. Uh, Sopranos, also no. Has to be Cheers. A good few people said Cheers. Mash. No, not Mash. Uh, Dawson's Creek. No, it wasn't that. I don't want to wait. What a tune. So Bette Midler had that song already in oh, the can and that, they just wanted to use it. Yeah, it was a song on her album. Literally one of her big hits of that year. It was called, Seven, uh, called Friends. This, the TV show that that was supposed to be the theme tune to, a few people got it right, was... Yeah, so that's Andrew Gold wrote that song called Thank You For Being A Friend. And they had they used that one because it was just cheaper than Bette Midler's Friends. And obviously, it's become iconic. And I'm sure if Bette Midler's Friends had been used, that also yeah. would have become uh, you know, pretty iconic as well. But that was the tune. Um, I heard an amazing story, and I had to look it up and see if it was true. Okay, so we all know this song. Whitney Houston's version mm. of I Will Always Love You because Whitney Houston's version of course is a cover of the original version which was written by and performed by Dolly Parton I'll think of you each step of the Absolute tune. I love Dolly's version. I love both versions, but Dolly's version is amazing. On the day in 1972 mm-hmm. that Dolly Parton wrote that song, she also wrote this. On, on the same day, she wrote this song. Productive songwriting day in the history of songwriting. She was being interviewed, and they were like, "You wrote that song in 1972? Yeah, I wrote that, and I wrote Jolene on the same day." Like, sorry, what? Just in the flow yeah. that day. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, there's a good story about this song, right? This is an absolute classic. Michael Jackson wrote that song driving on the freeway when his car was on fire. <laughs> he was so engrossed in the writing of this song mm. in his head that a motorcyclist was passing by his car and, and tapped on his window and went, 
uh, sorry, and then realized that Michael Jackson went, oh, you're Michael Jackson and your car's on fire. <laughs> Basically, he's out of the back of the exhaust. It was like there was flames coming out of the back of the car and he hadn't even noticed because he was writing Billie Jean in his head. Maybe his car was on fire because he was writing uh, Billie Jean. I see what you're saying. Flames. Uh, another one, probably the, one of the most famous songs in the world is by a certain band, if you've heard of them ever, called The Beatles. Have you heard of them? Yesterday all my troubles seem so far away. So when Paul McCartney was writing that song, he he did what sometimes people call holding lyrics, okay? So what happened was he woke up with that little mm. bit of a song in his head and a little melody, and he was like, mm, I want to remember this melody, I can't forget it, how can I remember? So sometimes you place holding, so you, but you want to play something that you won't forget because the lyric will help you remember the melody. So his opening line to that song was, Scrambled eggs... Oh my baby, how I love your legs. <laughs> That's how he remembered the song when he went to write it again after he had another little bit of a kip. That's really interesting. I was watching that show 321 McCartney, or McCartney 321, not quite sure. Uh, but it's uh, it's on telly, I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, documentary of Paul McCartney sitting down with music producer Rick Rubin. Mm. And they're talking through how he wrote songs. And he was talking about that very thing. And he was saying... Like, the reason so many of our songs are so catchy is because we had no way of recording anything on the road. And we wrote a lot of stuff on the road. Yeah. So we couldn't just play it into some device, our phone or or no. tape player. They didn't exist. So we had to make them so catchy that when we woke up the next day, we'd still remember them. Amazing. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.